Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Chopper Pequenel, your Jam That Champion, the longest reigning Jam That Champion of all time. And I'm joined Yay. as always by my intangible co-host, your Quizzlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. The longest reigning Quizzlemania champion. We're just so good. <laughs> just so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. Uh, I tell you what, I, I mentioned this to you just before we started uh, recording this Tempest. I'm in the middle of a nightmare, I think, because I can hear myself currently through mm. the setup that we've got going on. I've got feedback in my headset of my voice because of a convoluted setup that I've got to try and make the frame rate better on the camera that I'm working with. I've had to do it through a different PC, but then also join on my laptop and control it through a different account on the StreamYard thing, and it's just, it's bad. I'm re- I'm really having to concentrate to not try and sync up what I'm saying with what I'm hearing, because that it just ends up with me like just slurring my words a little bit, and then just talking really slowly and not. It's it's a bad time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want you want the words in your ear to catch up with the words coming out of your mouth, so you talk right. slower. Yeah, everyone's everyone's done that thing. Someone's come up to you, it's like, "Hey, do this thing," and they put the headphones on you and they put the app where it repeats your words back to you, and you gotta like, I don't know, sing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song, and you're like, and yeah, I feel your pain. I'm glad it's not me, but I feel your pain. And this might be, unless I can find a way to control it remotely on the PC that's all the way over there, this might have to be my setup every Wednesday. I don't know if I like that. Oh, bother. I know. You'd think as the longest reigning jam that champion ever, I could sort something out, but Mm -hmm. apparently not. Apparently not. How have you been, Tempest? I've been been quite well, Pete. Things are are going well. I have uh, have nothing, nothing to complain about. 
happy, happy Tempest on this show. I retired that Twitter handle <laughs> in favor <laughs> of, uh, yeah, in favor of Braun Breaker, the Magical Warrior. But <laughs> I love that. I really That's do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am in uh, good spirits. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. And I didn't quite hate this episode of NXT as much as I usually do. Yeah, man. This was slightly better. Yeah. Normal, which was good. As <laughs> the the, the oh. title of the episode says, good matches, bad booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you oh. know, the good matches is the positive bit. Which you mm-hmm. don't always get on NXT, so no, that's nice. It is nice, and I will take my small victories where I can. Exactly, you know. Which I would rather have about. this than bad matches and bad booking. Exactly. Yeah. If we can only change one of the two things, probably the matches, I guess, rather than the booking. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Because I mean, matches are still good matches, right? You still enjoy the matches, yeah. regardless. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a show that has bad matches but good booking. It'd be like, be like NWA kind of, sure. where the matches are all just kind of boring, but everything uh-huh. is like logical. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? I, th- I didn't. I, I didn't really watch that. AEW Dynamite Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> Marks. <laughs> Oh man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk more about NXT in a little bit. But firstly, before we before we get into the show, I want to address some comments that mm-hmm. Luke and Ollie made on the Raw podcast yesterday. The the exclusive bits, the intros and outros, or the, the video version for the Membergs on the YouTube channel. Because they were saying that Luke was going through all the stats yesterday for WrestleTalk Podcast. He's saying for October. Our Saturday show, the SmackDown and Rampage reviews, have now become the most consistently viewed series on the Restore Podcast channel. Hell yeah. Which is great, right? And they were saying, as a shoot brother, pulling back the the curtain a little bit, that was always the plan, was to try and build up other podcast hosts so that it didn't have to be Luke and Ollie on every show. Because in the past, any show that didn't have Luke and Ollie on it, no one would watch. So now we finally built up people, us two, as an established duo that people like and people watch and expect to see. And suddenly they're like, I feel, I feel, I feel a bit betrayed. I feel like t- they're like taking it personally that we've done well, which, and it is us doing well. I'm not, I'm not having any of this argument about, <laughs> oh, they're reviewing two shows, so they get an advantage. No, it's just because we're awesome. Thank we you very are, much. We are. We are the best around nothing's ever gonna bring us down exactly yeah uh but yeah so i, I thought it was very interesting that our our set of shows have become the the most consistently viewed you know along with like AEW on the on the thursdays raw has just dropped dramatically which is makes sense um, yeah telling you man that luke had this vendetta that he was going to be part of the last remaining like day after raw review yeah at some point that's gonna die because that show just sucks and people are gonna not watch that show and then i don't want to say that people are gonna stop watching our podcast but as soon as it becomes no longer viable for us to review raw i just want to see like the quality of life in everyone just immediately go (laughs) off (laughs) 
Well, see, because I, I made the, the hypothetical scenario in the office earlier today. I was like, what if WWE throws a curveball and moves SmackDown from Friday to another day? I was like, would we still do a Rampage podcast? Mm. Like, would it be worth it for a one-hour show to do a proper podcast just for Rampage every week? And then I was like, probably it probably wouldn't be worth it, but also it's fun. So... I don't know. And I, I feel like Rampage. most of our audience really likes Rampage. You know, that's what that's probably why. <clears throat> not to not to diminish our own success here, but I feel like Rampage is probably the reason why the SmackDown podcast has been doing well. Yeah, because we get to review a good show now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? It's the one good show I get to review a week. Yeah. And that yes. I cannot tell you how much joy that brings and you can all see it you can all see as soon as we switch from smackdown to rampage it's like okay you can get all that baggage out of the way let's have fun talk about a good wrestling show or vice versa where we start all jovial and happy and then eh, it's time to talk about smackdown <laughs> you know it's a shame i want to enjoy both shows and i, I want to enjoy every show that i have to review yeah they just make it hard sometimes yeah. But I'll tell you what wasn't as bad as normal was this episode of NXT. So let's get in and talk about this episode of NXT 2.0, which featured some good matches, bad booking. Let's talk about it. NXT 2.0 this week was not as bad as normal. There you go. There's the positive review of this. It has some great matches with some bad booking. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of NXT 2.0. I am your longest reigning greatest jam that champion of all time. Chopper Pete Quinnell. Whew. I'm joined by the longest reigning... Greatest Quizzlemania champion of all time. Of all time. I didn't talk properly. Tempest the Wrestler. Woo. Boom. That's Let's me. Go. No I defenses. W. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Pass I explained this on the, the podcast intro and outro bits. I can hear myself on the, the audio setup that I've got. I'm getting feedback in my headset of me. And I hate it. It's, it's tripping me out. So if I stop talking properly, that's why. Because I can hear myself and it's tripping me out. And I don't like it. But let's talk about <laughs> NXT. Uh, because I think the thing that exemplified this great matches, bad booking philosophy that was present on this show was the main event match. Which, mm -hmm. in theory, I was really excited for. Pete Dunne versus Carmelo Hayes. North American champion Carmelo Hayes. Which is, I thought, going into this match, Pete Dunne is someone who's been protected quite a lot. Carmelo Hayes, new North American champion. If Carmelo gets the win here, even if it's a screwy finish... <laughs> I did it again. Even if it's a screwy finish... I have to really concentrate on the words I'm saying. <laughs> even if it's a screwy finish, Carmelo gets a big win on a big talent that's been protected on NXT. An NXT veteran, you know? A guy who's been positioned in the NXT championship picture for ages. That's not what happened on this, though. Pete Dunne just kind of won. 
Uh, Johnny Gargano was there, and Dexter Loomis was on commentary. He didn't say anything, obviously, but he was there on, on the commentary desk with the headset, and he punched Trick Williams on the outside, and then Carmelo got a little bit distracted, and then Johnny Gargano, with the Dexter Loomis hand, he grabbed Carmelo's foot, and then he tripped, and then Pete Dunn hit the bitter end, and then Pete Dunn won. Which is not how I would have booked this. No. But it was it's great not. Match. It was. And that I still want that to be the biggest takeaway was that I saw that match and I was like, ooh, that's going to be good. And then it was. It was very much like the old NXT where you got largely unimportant undercards and then a great main event every week. There was a good stretch there where we were getting great main events every single week. And this this was a great main event. The match itself, I thought, was excellent. It was fantastic. That being said, you remember when Pete Dunne just randomly beat uh, Ilya Dragunov? And it was stupid and led to nothing? They just did it again. They sure did. What? And we got a lot of comments after that Pete Dunn-Ilya Dragunov thing was like, well, just let it play out. Now you've set up a, a challenger for Ilya Dragunov, which didn't happen. It was just dumb booking, you know? And now, now you could have very easily have given Carmelo Hayes one of the biggest wins of his NXT career. And they just chose not to do that. And I said in the edited review this week, we have not had an NXT North American champion win a singles match on NXT since Johnny Gargano was champion. <laughs> and that, like, excluding Swerve's title defense against uh, Santos Escobar right before he lost it to, to Carmelo, Hay Carmelo Hayes. Mm -hmm. That's been the only one. The last time that the North American champion won a match on NXT, a singles match on NXT, not a takeover like the weekly show, was January. <laughs> Johnny Gargano beat Dexter Loomis in a singles match. And since then, the it's North tremendous. American champion has not won a singles match on this show. That's so completely ass backwards. It sure is. Oh my lord. I don't understand what the, the thought process was. What I don't get is why is Pete Dunne so protected like he is? Like you mentioned with the Ilya Dragunov stuff and with this against Carmelo Hayes. Like, it felt like they were protecting him for an NXT title run, right? Or at least an NXT title shot at the very mm -hmm. least. And he kind of sort of got it in the Fatal Five way against Karrion Cross, but that doesn't really count. And then since then, he just keeps winning, but not really doing anything with those wins. It's mm. just, it, I don't really understand the booking. What's he being protected for? That's the thing. It's it's fair enough if you want to protect a talent for something. But it seems like he's just being protected because they like him, not because they actually have any solid plans for him. Yeah. And that's the, the defining factor for this, which is why I think it was bad booking, because... Pete Dunne doesn't need to be protected for anything. You shouldn't, like, diminish him completely by any means. But this can make a star out of Carmelo Hayes by getting a huge win over Pete Dunne, especially if it was clean. And you don't do that. You have the opportunity right there, and you choose to protect Pete Dunne again for nothing. Right? 
Like, yeah. I love Pete Dunne. I think he's a great talent. But they're not using him in anything significant right now. And you can use that. You can give that shine to Carmelo Hayes. And Pete Dunne isn't really going to lose that much because he's been protected so much in the past. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. That's fine. I, see, it's crazy because you can do both things. You can protect Pete Dunne and Carmelo Hayes at the same time. You just don't book this match. D yeah, that's fair. You know, and it was a great match, but you can book other great matches as well. You know, and Pete Dunn, because of where he's at storyline wise and, and everything where he doesn't really have a whole lot going on. He's like here on the NXT roster. He's a he's a protected star, but he's not doing anything. He's not involved in a storyline. Meanwhile, you've got guys that should be up here. Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov, who are wrestling for big championships and everything. But Pete Dunne keeps beating them when he's down here and they're up here. And that's not how it's supposed to work. You know, you should have the guys up here that are really doing things. They should be the ones protected at the absolute foremost. And they're not doing that. They have a real thing about beating their champions. Oh, God, yeah. And I, I really hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand at all. And... Like, it, it, it's always like, you know, it, it's one thing to be a guy that is clearly go could have had a star-making performance by, by winning here, which was Carmelo Hayes. But it's another thing to just pin your champion, yeah. which was also Carmelo Hayes here. I, I don't understand the, the logic and the mindset they have going into this. I don't get why they would book this. But let's be positive for a minute here. The booking was bad. The match I thought was fantastic. Even with all the shenanigans towards the end, I think Trick Williams doesn't necessarily add a lot to Carmelo Hayes' act. And in this match, a lot of it was just Carmelo and Pete wrestling. And that's where Carmelo shines best. That's when these two put on a great match. They went back and forth for ages, and it was it was good. It got a lot of time, which a lot of matches in NXT these days don't get. There's an awful lot of squash matches. This got a bit of time to shine. And I think if you literally just had a long match, a long competitive match, take it 15, 20 minutes, and you had Carmelo win clean after a couple of near falls from Pete Dunne, I don't really think Pete Dunne gets diminished all that much. This is a huge rising star of Carmelo Hayes and someone that he probably underestimated. You know, you can totally tell that story and Pete Dunne can come back and get some wins against some other people in a few weeks after. Like, I really don't think it's that difficult to protect Pete Dunne. I know I said I started off that as a positive point, and I ended on a negative point somehow. That's I'm NXT really for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think this episode of NXT definitely benefited from cutting back on the amount of squash matches. You know, there were a few matches that went through commercial breaks for a change, you know, as opposed to everything in the weeks that have, have preceded this have just been two-minute match, dumb skit, move on. And that cram all that into five minutes, and you do that for two hours, and then that's it. That is not how I would book a wrestling show, personally. So when they do this show, and you start with a six-woman tag that gets a decent amount of time and is, is good, and you've got the tag match with the Creed Brothers that goes through a commercial break and is, is pretty decent, you know, and then you got a really strong main event, I, I can take some positives away from that. But the book, it's like having good performances in a poorly written show. You know, I'm probably still not going to watch the show if the writing is bad. 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a tricky line to to walk, especially when you had a well performed show mm-hmm. with good writing. Yeah, and they killed it. <laughs> <laughs> and they decided colors. Yeah, colors. This show needs more colors. Yeah, anyway. it's a shame. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll get into, uh, more of NXT in a second here. We'll get into some of your ultra chats now. Also, I wanted to mention, cause I didn't mention it at the top of the show. We are sponsored as you've seen by the logo on the screen by beer 52. They are wonderful people. They have sponsored us so much lately and in previous years gone by. You can get a free crate of craft beer, 10 free beers, by going to beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk, UK viewers only. All you have to do is pay for the postage of $5.95. You can get your own crate sent out to you. It's lovely. They're very tasty. If you don't like a certain kind of beer, you can choose to get another kind of beer. It's great. You get snacks, magazines. It's all good. Craft beers. Go get them. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Link at the top of the description and probably in the live chat. Thanks. Yep. Go do it. Can't They're great. We love them. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Also, 
get in your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support because we're going to go through all the ones that are five bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air nate s says when tempest said they're building to a poker game this is a wrestling show all i could think was when street profits and viking raiders played basketball and axe throwing and track and field nxt 2.0 is raw i'm going to talk about this more later i've got points about it but yes in in short tldr yes i agree it is mm. and i don't want to watch raw <laughs> I'm very fortunate that I don't have to watch Raw. Mm -hmm. So when NXT starts turning into Raw, I get really concerned. Mm -hmm. Really concerned. For the sake of the show and my own mental well-being. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about specifically what kind of Raw I think it is when we get to that segment later on. Because it's not just Raw. It's a certain kind of Raw which we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about more later. Uh, Riot DR says, uh, WWE programming isn't a wrestling show. It is a show about a wrestling show. I have accepted this. But why are we building a feud around poker? Grimes is a great wrestler and should be doing great wrestling. Just saying. I know. I know. Why are they building to a poker? I'll talk about it more later. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. Oh. Why are they doing that? It's fine, I promise. But for now, let's talk about the rest of NXT, which started off with Toxic Attraction coming out for the six women tag against Io Shirai, uh, Caden Carter, and Casey Catanzaro. They said that Zoe Stark has a torn ACL. I assume that is legit. Uh, In which case, that sucks for Zoe Stark. Sorry to hear that. I hope you have a speedy recovery. And hopefully when she comes back, she'll be in a storyline of some kind of substance, because I think she has a lot of upsides to her, but she's just been handed a pretty rough hand lately. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed for Zoe Stark. Speed of recovery. Uh, but the match itself, I thought was pretty good. Um, I, I, I liked this. They got given a decent amount of time. It was uh, botchy in places, but it's a developmental show, so I guess you're supposed to expect that kind of thing. Uh... But yeah, it, it, it was decent. It put over who it needed to put over. Toxic Attraction got the win in the end. Uh, and I thought the finish was decent. You know, they, they won kind of sort of clean. You know, within the normal rules of a six-woman tag, to a degree, mm. there wasn't anything illegal going on. It was a bit of a distraction, but that's not illegal. Yeah, it was good. Toxic Attraction won. Yeah. I, I, will, I will give them credit for starting... With a match. Mm. I cannot tell you how much more I like a show right off the bat when I turn on my wrestling and I see some wrestling. You know? I don't... I never... It would take something monumental for me to be like, okay, first thing on the show, let's see a promo. You know? Like, it, it would need to be something special. You know, Daniel Bryan wins the the... WWE Championship at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, he should come out and open the show with a promo. Otherwise, give me a wrestling match. And so they did. So Gold Star, good job NXT. And I thought this match was 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 pretty good. You know, if they're going to put all the titles on Toxic Attraction, I want to see the three of them win. 
and they won. And that's not something that you're guaranteed on this show, as we saw in the main event. But I, you know, an extra thing, I like Gigi Dolan's finisher. Mm. It's got like a, it's like an abdominal stretch driver thing. I think it's neat and I like it. Doesn't doesn't really like add a whole lot to the match, but I thought I thought that move is is pretty cool. I agree. I think it's neato, and I like that um, Dolan got the win, not mm-hmm. Mandy Rose here, because the 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 normal thing to do with how they've been portraying Toxic Attraction as a whole is that Mandy is the one that gets the wins, and the other two have just kind of got the tag titles, but they're not as important as Mandy. I like that Gigi got the pin here is to actually like make all three of them look dominant mm-hmm. good good stuff i like that solid yeah. booking this was not yeah. the part of the show that made me pull my hair out <laughs> no um pete dunn did a uh promo backstage where carmelo hayes interrupted i guess pete dunn is a face now he doesn't have ridge holland anymore yeah yeah yeah, well, uh, they did a promo which set up their main event match later on. Toxic Attraction is still celebrating. We go back to the ring and Kaylee Ray comes out. And we had uh, KLR versus uh, Saray, which we'll talk about in a minute. But first, because pacing, we had an MSK promo. <sighs> These guys are, are dorks. Luke's right. They are obnoxious, aren't they? I hate these two. They're not. How did they not do crazy. this? I All understand. I wanted, I just wanted to like NA, uh, MSK and oh, NXT, no. but I just wanted to really like MSK, and they are like purposefully sabotaging these these two. I oh my god, were they walking for a whole week? What are they doing? Where are they going? I don't. I don't know. understand. Can we just have our top tag team vow revenge against the team that beat them for the titles? I, 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 I don't know. I just... <laughs> they got to a place, and the place uh. said, our address has moved. So then they looked up the address, and they said, it's 420 miles away, or 420 miles away. And then they said they got to fly. And they said, I'm flying right now. And then it was... And then the segment ended. It is a sketch show. You know, we said last week that this is a sketch show masquerading as a wrestling show. No, they're not good sketches. Not good. I would not trust these people to write comedy with my life. If if gun to my head, they were like, "You will die if they cannot write a funny comedy sketch." I'd be like, "All right, pull the trigger. I'm done." I'm not even going to stick around to see it because I'm not spending my last few moments watching an NXT comedy segment. Oh, man. Uh, Why can't you just make MSK good? Speak his name and he shall appear. Yeah. Yeah. After that, we got Kaylee Ray versus Saray. And you know what? I also thought this was a good match. Mm. I really like this because Saray has been mildly protected. You know, she went on a little undefeated streak when she came in and then she lost a couple times in like tag matches. I feel like this is her first singles loss. I might be wrong on that, but 
I feel like this is her first singles loss, unless I've missed a few weeks here and there, which I might have. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was pretty good. I thought both of them looked great. I thought the pacing was really good. The actual like technical wrestling side of this was really, really good for this match. Katie Ray looked pretty dominant in victory. She hit a gory bomb onto the commentary table and then another gory bomb in the ring to get the win. That was good. Also, Saray's like roll through into a leaning back single leg boss and crab was awesome. Saray's yeah. really good. Can, can confirm. Saray's great. She did yeah. lose to Dakota Kai earlier in the in the there year. There you go. That was a that was a thing that happened. I wish that they would have done a little bit more with Saray this year. Yeah. You know, because yeah. she came in. It's like here's the next big Japanese signing, the next Io Shirai, the next Kyrie Sane, the next Oscar. Nah, I mean she hasn't done. She hasn't done anything. She won matches for a while and then just kind of disappeared a little bit. And if she was going to be a big a big deal, you know, a, a match against Kaylee Ray should be a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. It was second match on the show, and it was it was fine, but it was still like fairly short in comparison yep. with what it could have been. It, it is what it is. They're going to protect Kaylee Ray, and I don't think they're wrong in doing that. I just wish that this match would have been a little bit more significant. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, but I, I, I don't mind Kaylee Ray getting a significant win here. That's good. Later on, Mandy Rose said, oh, Kaylee Ray, do you think that thing was supposed to intimidate me? The standoff was supposed to intimidate me. It didn't. So they're kind of positioning a lot of uh, women going for Mandy Rose's uh, title, which is good. I like that. Yeah. After that, Joe Gacy did a promo. And it wasn't terrible. I feel like it was close to having a point. It didn't have a point, but I feel like it was close to one. So we're sort of maybe getting there with Joe Gacy. <laughs> it's a little bit of progress. Mm. It's not a ton, but it's better than whatever he was doing the first few weeks. Yes, that much is You know, sure. it was closer to what he was saying last week where he was talking about Harland and whatnot, but... I'd rather have him doing that on his own than in an, in an interview. Yes. I think when you can overproduce a spooky thing like that and have him be talking to the screen, I think it comes across better than Joe Gacy. What are your thoughts on Harlan? Uh, I'm doing this that. for Harlan. Yeah. Et cetera. Yes. Whatever. It's fine. Um, but then he said he's going to be facing Boa, and I went, no. oh, God. Because as we saw last week, Boa did the old fusion fusion dance with. Whoa! <laughs> Activate polymerization. I have it this week. Activate <laughs> polymerization. Mei Ying just doesn't exist anymore. No, they they have become one. They Someone become needs one. to activate defusion to get them separated. They have quite literally become one. They've they've fused their gimmicks together. So Boa now has the face paint. He wrestled a bit of a match, and then at one point in the match, the lights start flickering, and Boa just goes like, looking up with the thing, and does like the, cho the choke thing that Mei Ying did into the ropes enough to where he gets DQ'd. And then Joe Casey's like, ha ha, I won! And Boa walks off. This might have been the worst thing I've seen on NXT this year. This was... Proper. Yeah. This is real it, bad. <laughs> you know, you know, this was this was real bad. This 
was main roster bad. Mm. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was extreme rules again. They saw that thing that everyone hated and went, that's what we're doing. That's what's next on NXT. And that's how I know that these people are so out of touch. They're so out of touch yep. that they can see something that didn't work and people hated and they will do it again. Yeah. That's that's dumb. And literally yeah. all of this was was like after they went to the ring with the worst combination of two guys as far as my personal enjoyment. You could not have booked a match I would want to see less than Joe Gacy against Boa. <laughs> like, I if you added uh, Dexter Loomis to this and made it a three-way, I probably would have quit. I would have called in <laughs> sick and said, someone else, watch it. I'm done. Incredible. <laughs> um, my, my, <sighs> my notes for this after the lights flickering stuff. So, uh, did the choke thing and Mei Ying did and gets himself DQ'd. I don't care. What was my next note after that? It's bad. Uh, yeah. We then got a little Diamond Mine promo where they were playing back. They had like a projector playing back the Ikemajiro and Kushida uh, promo from last week. Um, uh, them saying, you know, the, the stuff that they were saying about being Japanese. That's a thing. Oh, we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, Diamond Mine reacted to the promo. I'm really digging Diamond Mine's presentation now. I think yeah. now they've got the extra members, I feel like the presentation is really... It's 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 clicking with me now. With Malcolm Bivens talking about it and him saying how they're going to, you know, F him up and they all come and look at the camera and all of them together just look like a complete unit now. It, it's good. I'm digging it. really like Diamond Mine now. Yeah. They they had a very rough start. They did they failed in like their first ten attempts to make a good first impression, but the eleventh impression was really good. And since then, I think they have been clicking a lot more. You know, and it's it's just the presentation. Mm-hmm. The, the matches obviously we've seen more matches because they've added new members, but the matches themselves haven't been super different or anything. They're just distinct now. They have a purpose. They have a thing. Uh, and it's a good thing. It's it's different. It's sports-based, which I like. You can always sign me up for that. You've got Malcolm Bivens doing the talking for you. It's just it's a, it's a good little stable. Big fan of Diamond Mine right now. Yeah. Uh, we then had Solo Sokoa backstage, and then Grayson Waller interrupted, and then LA Knight interrupted, and then that set up a triple threat later. Yeah. Cool. I almost don't want to bring it up because I feel like you can kind of say this about every WWE show, but I'd really like to know, like, I'd like a day in the life of general manager of NXT, of of Adam Pierce, of whatever, where they go in, they start the show, and they have, like, two matches announced, Mm -hmm. and then they make it the rest of it up as they go along. Like, they they didn't have a main event for this show when they started. They didn't have this triple threat match planned. Like nope. in storyline, all WWE yeah. authority figures are bad at their jobs. Yeah, I just so find I, that hilarious. It's baffling, is what it is. Yeah, goodness me. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we got Diamond Mine versus the team of Ikemajiro versus Kushida. Who are now called Jacket Time? Jacket Time. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. Yes, Pete. Oh. Jacket time. Because you see, Ikimanjiro wears jackets, and Kushida has a little gimmick about time, you see? So they're called jacket time. This is like air boom levels of terrible. Oh, why you gotta bring up air boom? Air boom is such a bad name! Air boom. I, I remember that one being like the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. As yeah. like a, a thirteen or fourteen year old, I was I was fourteen when they when they came out with that, you know, and I was like, I, you easily could have called this the Air Squad or mm -hmm. uh, the Air Kings. Sure. But, mm, mm -mm. Air it's boom. Like, air boom. <laughs> it's like okay, one guy's name is Airborne, the other guy is the leader of the Boom Squad. Air Boom! Yeah. Not Air Squad. Idiots. Absolute yeah. idiots. Air yeah. Boom. Uh, just... Jacket time. Jacket time! Jacket time! This is Kushida! This is Kushida, Tempest! Someone save my boy! This former IWGP junior heavyweight champion Kushida is in a tag team called Jacket Time. Oh boy. Oh man. Like You know which you know what shows I would I would rather I'd rather watch, probably? Mm. Perhaps AEW Dark Magician Girl. <laughs> Perhaps uh Sorcerer of AEW Dark Elevation Magic. <laughs> Perhaps that was convoluted. It's a long name. Give me a break. Yeah. Perhaps, uh, know what? I'm not going to say AEW Dark Hole, even though I just did. Mm. AEW Dark Magician. Again. Look Look at that old one. It's holographic, I think. Yeah, it is. It's holographic. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Old-ass card. AEW Dark Elevation Paladin. I, I feel like you're just saying the same shows. I, I am. There are only so many shows called Dark, and there's a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> cards with Dark in the name, so give me a break. <laughs> I like this card. This card's oh, pretty. Oh, man. I, just... I, I designed one of my mask templates based on this guy's color palette, just because I oh, think really? he's sexy. Yeah, look That's at him. Cool. That's Greens cool. and yellows and blues. I like that. Anyway, yeah, this show. A jacket time faced the Creed Brothers. The Creed Brothers won... Uh, hit a gut wrench, a huge gut wrench power bomb on Ikimanjiro. Odyssey Jones came out and cleared out Diamond Mine afterwards. Cool. Where does this lead with Odyssey Jones? I don't know. I think Lori's right. I think I think Odyssey Jones is going to win the cruiserweight title. Yeah. I can see it. <laughs> you know, I can see it. Change that show to 305 Live. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he would if he would make wasn't 305 that, Live. Wasn't that a thing? Didn't someone call themselves 305 Live? I don't know. I know the Observer folk ran the uh, the Overweight Classic a few years ago. I feel like it was Ivar with the Viking Experience. Mm -hmm. Whenever he did like a cartwheel, the commentators were like, Oh, 305 Live! Or something like that. Yeah. That was dumb. Anyway. This wasn't the segment on this show that I hated to the point that I would hijack it with Yu-Gi-Oh puns. No. We've not got there yet. Yeah. 
Jacket time, Tempest. All right, yeah. stop. Jacket time. Oh no! Oh my god, I've got a perfect one. I don't know what that card is. <laughs> it could have been the jacket time wizard. Oh! <laughs> Damn it! Isn't that what Ikuinchiro actually is? He's yeah. the jacket time wizard. He's the jacket time wizard. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Toxic Attraction do a promo <laughs> backstage saying, talking about, um, freaking, what's her name? Kaylee Ray. And then Raquel Gonzalez comes in on a motorbike and says, keep my title warm. I'm coming for you in a little bit. But first, I need to deal with Dakota Kai. And she goes down to the ring and calls out Dakota Kai. And Dakota Kai, who I think is your new favorite wrestler, right, Me Tempest? Too. You love Dakota Kai's character and her acting of said character. Did a promo where she did the little head twitches and she's creepy she's got her hair in front of her face now so she's creepy you see and then cora jade came out and started attacking dakota kai and raquel gonzalez was like hey look cora jade i know you want a piece of her but i'm first all right stay out of my way cool this was all right it was it was fine it was fine i don't like this dakota kai thing i know you don't you know and i don't hate the idea of it that she's broken or whatever i don't know i don't know what the idea is really but like if she's doing some kind of i'm broken inside gimmick that's okay it's just come, come on like every time i see it i cringe mm. because it's so overacted and when there's like four different people on this show that they come out and i was like oh my god <laughs> That's not very good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Dakota Kai, Boa, Joe Gacy, and Dexter Loomis is, has been fine. He's been behaving lately. Mm -hmm. But depending on the situation, possibly Dexter Loomis. That's a lot of segments that have people that I can't stand watching. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. That is rough. But it was fine, in my humble opinion. Andre Chase then did the same joke. Again, he's got doing one. a lecture, and then someone says something, and then he kicks him out of the class. It was funny the first time. It is not funny the fifth time. Yeah. Man, yeah. I think I said last week, they spent so much time on people who just lose in two minutes. Mm -hmm. Why do we get really? so many of these uh, Andre Chase vignettes? Build up the people that win matches. <laughs> But Tempest, it's a sketch show. Yeah. 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 And this was a sketch. Speaking of sketches, we got a Grizzled Young Veterans promo. What the hell was this? <laughs> this this was right out of like the 80s or the early <laughs> 90s. I would I would imagine like the Bushwhackers doing this. Mm, right? So, <laughs> okay, break, break, break it down for me. So they oh. were on the streets... And then they, they did a scam, I think, Yeah. to get food. Yeah, they, they robbed a man. Yeah. And, and like, that was it. That's, like, the whole thing, right? Was they did a scam, they got some food. Y yay? Profit? I... <laughs> <laughs> I, what? I could see how people would have liked this 30 years ago. Okay, sure. 
You know, like the idea of the heel team that distracts everyone going out there and doing real world training of distracting people and cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't on with a different team. I probably wouldn't have hated this. You know, I, I, I would have thought like, Oh, that's a little funny sketch. You know, let's go out there and practice while well, we're not going to practice wrestling. We're going to practice our sneakiness. Mm-hmm. That being said, I do not think the grizzled young veterans are the team to be doing really dumb comedy sketches with. Yeah. You know, I, I thought this was linked to the MSK thing. Oh, they I were going to meet up. Like, I thought they were going to like meet up or like, you know, that they'd have like a third skit where they would interact or something because they were shot exactly the same. Yeah. So I thought that they would like be linked. And they look like they were in like a similar place for location for, for filming as well. So I thought they were going to interact, and they they didn't. I'm telling you, Pete, that, they're, you know they're never going to do that match. That is a great question, Duff's 101. What is the payoff of this? What's the payoff for a five-minute comedy sketch? I don't know. Yeah. I, hmm. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, um, this is like my favorite tag team in all of WWE. Oh God, yeah, they're so good, right? They're so good. I love Grizzly. They're just the so best, much. and I love them more every time I watch them wrestle. Yeah, they just don't let me watch them wrestle very often. No. And then we got break it down Cameron for me, Grimes. Pete. Okay, so we got Cameron Grimes versus Rue Fang. It was an enhancement match. Cameron Grimes wins. Cave in after a couple minutes. Cool. Duke Hudson was watching after the whole poker thing that they did last week, the series of skits across the whole show. Three of them last week were Cameron Grimes won. After the match, Duke Hudson gets in the ring, and the two go back and forth with quite a long promo. This was fairly lengthy, where Duke Hudson was like, you embarrassed me at poker. And Cameron Grimes was like, yeah, I'm Cameron Grimes. And he was like, no, but you embarrassed me at poker. And Cameron Grimes was like, yeah, because I'm Cameron Grimes. And then Duke Hudson says, I can't let this go. And Cameron Grimes was like, hey, man, I might like to, to play dumb, but I played you last week. And everyone went, oh. And then Duke Hudson said, you know what? No, I can't let this go. I won't let this go. Next week, it's going to be you and me. In a poker showdown. <laughs> <laughs> At what point did... How did we get here? <laughs> Can someone... So, like, I... Mm, mm. <laughs> Who is the person responsible? Show yourself. Oh my god. Is it is I don't think Vince sits down and writes NXT. I think he's got more important things to do. But I think it's one of his people doing this. You know, I don't know if it's Bruce Pritchard or whoever, but genuinely these people have no place writing wrestling. No, not at all. Oh my god. I I just I don't You've done the sketch where you played poker, so now you've built to a 
poker showdown in the following week. Your wrestlers on a wrestling show wrestle a match. I swear to God. Why does this have like three weeks bill to go to a poker showdown? And then like you have stuff on the same show where you have a backstage interaction like main event match right there. I don't <sighs> understand this show. Like, I thought that this promo was was pretty good. I thought the yeah. promo itself was pretty good. I thought Duke Hudson fine, yeah. came out and he was like, you humiliated me in the poker room, and I can't let that stand. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, he doesn't like losing at poker. That That's cool. Continuity. And, that's good. Yeah, and, and Cameron Grimes is like, haha, I'm Cameron Grimes. And, you know, uh, my... I might some people might think that I'm a hick and blah blah blah, but I I I'm Cameron Grimes, and I was like, okay, we're gonna build to a match. It's probably gonna be a good match. We can move on. And then they're like, hey, we're gonna play poker, and I was like, what? I what? No, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's the answer. Is I don't know. See, you see the 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 title is is two sentences. This was the second mm. one. Yeah. Yeah. This is some bad booking. Sure this is was. Bad booking. It'll you know, I saw someone in the chat. It might be a poker themed street fight. It could be. And you know and what? If and if you do that words. if you do that fair play, I guess. If it's a poker themed sure. street I when they said poker showdown. I assumed we are going to do poker in the ring. Yes. 100%. Which sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, it, that sounds horrible. Like horrible television. Yeah. If it's a poker-themed street fight, maybe. But at the same time, you got to say that. Because right yeah. now, having heard Poker Showdown, I'll be like, I am not watching NXT if I have a choice next week. Like, there's no precedent for a Poker Showdown being a wrestling match. Mm -hmm. So you should explain that to your fans if that's what yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. Hey ho. Bollocks. It's fine. <sighs> um, after that, we got a triple threat of Solo Sokoa versus uh, Grayson Waller and LA Knight. This was fine. I like this. This was all right. I like Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa won, by the way. Yeah. Good. He's cool. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 the third Uso. He's an Uso. He wrestles like an Uso. He looks like an Uso. An Uso? Uh, you, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> you know? Solo Uso. <laughs> you know? That's fine. Yeah, but he he looks like a Uso. He wrestles like a Uso. He hits a finish like a Uso, and the Usos are good. So having another one is is good. That will increase your average on a wrestling mm. show. And I like this match. I like that they were kind of doing like Grayson Waller and LA Knight don't like each other, but they know they kind of have to team up because Solo Sokoa is kind of running wild on both of them. They can't really do it. That falls apart. Solo Sokoa manages to hit their little his little double, double power bomb in the corner. That was cool. And then wins with a splash. This was solid booking, solid match. Everything just kind of made sense here. 
I don't really care about LA Knight and Grayson Waller feuding, but no. I like seeing Solo Sokoa win matches. So I got to see that, and I'll give it a thumbs up. Yep. Uh, after that, uh, India, Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada had a backstage promo. Another thing I just didn't understand. Uh, they really seem to be, like, shoehorning in. Do you remember this Dexter storyline that you used to like? Do you remember Indy Hartwell and Dexter? Here's references to it without actually, like, doing the storyline on screen. Yeah, they kind um, of killed Index at this point. Yeah, they sure which I'm, um, I don't care about because yeah, I didn't like that storyline. Yeah, I'm fine with that, but I'm just, like... Surprised. What was the point of the whole thing? They built to a wedding angle... And then they dropped the storyline. Dexter said I do, Tempest. That's what the whole thing was for. I guess you can't really get better than that. Sure. I mean, the, the peak is him speaking. I don't, whatever. Yeah. But yes, go on. Uh, yeah. Indy was just uh, like... The, gabagool, the, the, the guy I, showed up uh, sleeping hold with up. the fishes. <laughs> hold up. We're getting there. Because Indy Hartwell said that she hurt her hands on the women's tag titles just like she tucks uh, tuxes touches her sexy dexy and i was like can we not (laughs) is it possible to not (laughs) just like i said references to dexter but it's fine then hey it's tony it's the gabagool sleeping with the fishes yeah, and he gave a fish to give to give to Indy to give to Dexter. Is he gonna Here's be fish. sleeping with the fishes? He's gonna be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah, he's gonna kill Dexter Loomis. Yes, cool. he has precedent for that. He's literally kidnapped the producer of Lashing Out, Flash Legend. He's a criminal. He could murder a man. Yeah, I mean Dexter Loomis has kidnapped a man. Maybe they'll have yeah. a kid a kidnapping showdown. Ooh, perfect. That's what this should lead to. A comedy sketch featuring kidnapping. You're They've right. done You're it right before. Book it. Book it, Vince. God almighty. <laughs> oh, God, we've still got more of the show to talk about. I thought we were finished. Um, Electra Lopez is now the leader of Legado del Fantasma? Feels that way. Where's Santos? How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Where is Santos Escobar? What's he done lately? Other than really, losing to Swerve. He didn't take that loss well. No. I don't know. I I genuinely think they have literally just gone, Electra Lopez is now the leader. She always was. Always. Always was the leader. What are you talking about? Uh, which is weird to me, because Santos was like one of the, the, the best bit of Legado del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. They've just replaced him with a, a less good bit. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Electra Lopez had a squash match. She won in like a minute. It was bad. Um, it was not great. I thought this was a bad match. Yeah. You know. Ah. Uh, it wasn't long. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um. But then, okay. Electra Lopez says she wants Zion Quinn to come out from last week, where she said she was impressed with his match. And. She got Zion Quinn to come out, and she said, Hey, how would you like to join Legado del Fantasma? And Zion Quinn said, 
No. He does Best. not meet the Spanish requirements to join exactly. this group. Yeah. Uh, so then he tried to walk away, and Wacky Wild and Raul Mendoza were like, hey, no one says no to Legado del Fantasma and try to push him from behind. What did they do? They didn't attack him. They just kind of went like, ah. They, like, slapped him on away. the back. They were like, hey. Yeah. Hey, you. And then he turned around and beat them both up. And then Electra tried to punch Zion Quinn, but he grabbed the one hand. She tried to punch him with the other hand. He grabbed both, and then he twisted her around. And then it was, oh, it's a sexy stare down between them. Ooh, romantic tension. And then Zion Quinn walked off. The index thing is dead. We need a new sexy romance going on. It's Zylo. (sighs) I hate the fact I just said that. Sorry. (sighs) <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to phone each other? <sighs> Randy Andy Datsun. Yeah, I don't know. Just, it's fine. I don't want to. I don't care. I don't want to see it. Yeah, it's like, it's it's fine. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't care. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't get how, on the NXT 2.0 uh, relaunch, first couple of weeks, Zion Quinn was the mute, tough guy who came out and just beat people up and then left. And that's what Zion Quinn did. And I thought he was really good at that, right? Mm-hmm. They've now suddenly decided, as of last week, he's the ultra-charismatic dude who came out and did the HBK singing thing, and now he's got to have this romantic storyline with Electra Lopez. Why? Because they're just so sexy, Pete. (laughs) Look at the sexy people. (laughs) I mean, look at him. Look at him. That's a sexy sexy man. man. Sexy Sexy man. man. Sexy man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sure, whatever. I just don't get why you've got to do it when you could not do it, you know? There's the option to not. <laughs> yeah. There, there's like, always the option to just not. Just put on some that. good matches, you know? You, you did well on this week. Put on some good matches. That's what you did. Just do that more. Yeah. That, that's yes, very simple. That's his intangible. Zion Quinn's intangible is sexy man. I think this is, yes. you know, I think everything else is is surface level stuff. The real reason that we hate NXT 2.0 is they got rid of the intangibles. Right? I have nothing to look forward to now. Exactly. They killed our gimmick. That was the thing that I liked about every episode. It never failed to make us laugh. Unlike this show with the comedy skits, which did fail to make me laugh. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Was this the last thing on the show? Are we done? Nope. 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 I don't remember. We got the announcement. Can I be honest really quick? Mm, Yeah. I fell asleep while I watched this show, and I had to watch it twice. I'm unsurprised. I'll be real. You know? (laughs) So, I watched this all out of order. I don't know what happened when. That's fine. Uh, What happened next was we got the announcement of NXT War Games. War games. Not take Someone over. play the the clip of uh, of 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 Steve from that one Quizzlemania. <laughs> from that one Quizzlemania. 
It's a bloody war, war games. games. It's bloody war yeah. games. Um, they didn't even. Not, they didn't even have Regal. No. Oh, is it not? It's not Takeover. It's just NXT War Games. Oh, that's interesting. So I think they've dropped the Takeover name, which, to be honest, I'm in favor of. Keep the yeah. sanctity of Takeover, meaning that there has never been a bad Takeover. That's a that's a solid point. Yeah. Takeover. At that point, Takeover will have like the best track record of any special wrestling show ever. Right. Yeah. Fair I'm, enough. I'm for it. It's fine. Yeah. It's NXT War Games. War Games. I wonder who's. What gonna are they going to do this time? They can't book. You know, the, the thrown together group against the Undisputed Era, like they did like five times ah, in a row. Let's one Four up times it. in a row. It's going to be the thrown together group versus the thrown together group. It's going to make perfect sense. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I've never liked the NXT War Games matches, personally. They're fine. Like, th there's you know, been, like, fun. a there's a good one here and there, but I think a lot of, a lot of them are kind of overbooked. And that was the old NXT. To be fair, I'm terrified you now. saying that they didn't have Regal announce War Games. They haven't had Regal. Full stop. Yeah. On NXT. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's my man. Where'd he, where he go? War Games. Uh... That's a good point, by the way. Uh, a, a bomb FM. Goodness me, my eyes. Uh, they'll announce the teams on Twitter like Survivor. <laughs> they will too. We don't even have Ugh. factions here anymore, really. Like, unless you want to toxic put attraction. Yeah, unless you want to put together a team to face the Diamond Mine or something, and I don't think that's the direction. No, it depends if they still want to do a four v four or whether they can change up the numbers, which I wouldn't mm -hmm. recommend. But. I mean, they could do like two tag teams kind of thing as like a tag team war games. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Again, book war games when war games is necessary. It's like Hell in a Cell. <laughs> don't just book. Or Extreme Rules. Or, or anything Extreme else. Rules. Or TLC. Don't just. Which is a bad example because they're not booking TLC this year. But you know what I mean. Gimmick yeah. pay per views are, are bad. Except for, except for, like, the Royal Rumble. That's the only good one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But that has stakes for WrestleMania, so it makes sense yeah. for the, the placement of the year. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly! Yeah. Whatever. Kyle O'Reilly's backstage saying he's got his eyes on the tag team titles. Sucks to be Kyle O'Reilly. Sorry, bud. <sighs> Imperium walked up. They're like, ha-ha, yeah. tiny man, you want these? And then Von Wagner showed up, and they were like, ha-ha, never mind. That was a segment. Cool. Poor Kyle Kyle. and Von Wagner are a team. Like a proper team now. Can't win, though. They're building no. for them being able to win. Yeah, which means they've still got... Which means they're going to get a tag title match like next week, right? Oh, <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Yeah. G and indeed golly. Uh, then we got the main event that we've already spoken about, Pete Dunne and Carmelo Hayes. It feels like we've been really negative on this show. And I didn't mean to be because I did like the show more than normal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I still think 
the issue that I have is the things that I like on this show don't matter. Mm. Yeah. And they spend so much time on stuff that really don't matter. Like nothing on NXT 2.0 actually matters. None of the matches, none of the skits, none of the, the finishes, none of that. None of these things are actually building to anything. Like, even when you've got something like like uh, uh, the Gargano and Carmelo Hayes thing, the matches building up to them don't matter. Because yeah. you can have Carmelo lose and it doesn't matter. I don't think Pete Dunne's going to be added to this match. Maybe he will. Maybe I'm wrong, but... The, the 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 episode can be okay. The show is bad. Mm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I like it. I j oh, I didn't mention my thing that I was gonna say about uh, the 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 overall feeling of the show. Someone compared it to Raw, right? And they say, "Oh, Poker Showdown." Oh, it's like Raw. It's not like current Raw. This is like. 2008, 2009, 2010 Raw. Yeah, you watch your dirty mouth talking about 2008 Raw. <laughs> the the peak John Cena celebrity guest host bad times. Mm, Those yes. Raws. This is what it feels like. Because you've got, look at the sexy women. Aren't they just so sexy? Mm -hmm. You've got stupid comedy skits that don't make anyone laugh. You've got mm -hmm. poker showdown. In the, mm -hmm. in the ring next week and the, the prominence of the comedy skits and the sketches over the actual wrestling. All of it just feels like old Raw, but bad. No, you know old what Raw this feels like? Bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. This feels like really old Raw. This feels like mm -hmm. 95 Raw. Oh, God. Where you've, you've got Duke the Dumpster Drossy and T.L. Hopper the Plumber and the Goon yeah. and... It's exactly the same. You've got a poker player. You've got a, a social justice warrior, sort of. You've you've got X X Y and Z. You've got you've got a stereotypical. I eh, forget about it. Gabagool, uh, sleeping with the fishes. Italian guy. You know. You've got Andre Chase, a, a teacher. And when <laughs> I don't again. I don't want to put everything on Bruce Pritchard, but I don't like Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> and when I see him go out in interviews and be like, oh, yeah, the Red Rooster was a great gimmick. Why, why wouldn't we book the Red Rooster? And then he comes back to the company and all of a sudden NXT turns into this. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Going over the very low bar that NXT 2.0 is set, this was maybe like... A mid to high three out of five? Yeah, I think it's a three out of five. If they'd have done good booking in the main event, if Carmelo had won in the main event, maybe even clean, I reckon I'd have given this a four. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. I agree. Yeah. Again, so that's what that I'd main say. event would have been like the best thing on NXT. Probably, maybe, maybe since the changeover to 2.0, sure. match was really, really good. They just don't know how to book wrestling. <laughs> They really don't. They have oh, no idea shame. what wrestling is anymore. Absolutely a shame. Nor do I. I don't think. Oh my god. This show is killing me.
Let's get into the rest of your old chats. Also, we're sponsored by Beer52. Yeah. Oh, amazing people. Go check them out at beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Thank you for sponsoring this episode, Beer52. They've been sponsoring us a whole bunch lately. They're amazing. Go check them out. 10 free beers for UK viewers only. Craft awesome beers. Go get them. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. UK viewers only. Uh, but let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Last chance to get those in. Riot DR says, Jacket time. Jack it time. Sounds pretty asterisk, asterisk, asterisk to me. No, no, no. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. Four of them. The people how many, got a fit. How many did I say? You said three. Oh, God damn it. Which would be, it's sounds pretty ass to me. I don't yeah. think this sounds pretty ass. I think this sounds pretty something else. Yeah. yeah Either yeah, way, yeah. it's pretty sus. Sure is. Plasma PT says, Morning, LIW. Hope you guys are okay. So I went back to watch NXT starting in 2020, and I'm sad we can never have undisputed undisputed era Imperium War Games match. My God, that would have been good, huh? Yep. I, I think I said that in my uh, personal NXT video on Tempest the Wrestler YouTube channel. Subscribe. Go subscribe to that. Where... Yeah, that's like the perf. That's the one time that they should have done war games, and they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, WWE. Um, the legit underboss says, "I'm terrified of the thought of this NXT roster in a war games match." Yeah. Christ Almighty! I hadn't even thought like. Yeah. Better not see a developmental war games match. That that uh uh uh. uh-uh. I don't know, man. Um, I'm I'm not pumped about the prospect of it. Uh, Trenton Brown says a thrown together group versus the thrown together group led by Kyle O'Reilly. Keep the undisputed era spirit going. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be bad. Renee Corpus says uh, makes me sad for what's happening to Kashida's booking, but at the same time, I love their entrance music. Also, love for Tempest from Salga area. Shout out to you. I have family in Mississauga. Cool. Yeah. I I like Mississauga. Mississauga's cool. There are parts of Toronto I don't like. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, Transom Brown says, Tempest whipping out Yu-Gi-Oh cards has bumped him up into becoming top three favorite WrestleTalk members. Top three? Top three. One two. What are you on about? Well, we're, we're running over time, but I don't think there's there's really any other gimmicks that i can make i went in i did my Yu-Gi-Oh survivor series team in the podcast extras so make sure you check that out yeah when the uh audio exclusive when version or if you're a member on this channel press the join button if you haven't yet by the way for the members uh-huh. you get to see the video versions of those exclusive intros and outros so you can watch that with this Yu-Gi-Oh survivor series team yeah oh i got another one let's watch the the butcher and the buster blader <laughs> oh that's good i like him yeah, too nice. Yeah, you you can you can keep. Is that the last one? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is the last one. I was like, oh, let me get more more Yu-Gi-Oh puns in there. But if we're done, we're 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 done. That'll have to wait until Saturday when we talk about SmackDown and Rampage, where we'll probably talk about Yu-Gi-Oh more. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of the NXT Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. And if you're watching on Catch Up, please press the videos that have just appeared on the screen to catch up with more awesome WrestleTalk Podcast content. Stay tuned for the Full Gear predictions tomorrow. 
uh, on this very channel where it's going to be Luke versus Ollie. Ollie will win. He will lay down for me at Survivor Series, and I will continue being your Jam That Champion, the greatest Jam That Champion of all time. It's going to be Hell a yeah. great time. Go check it out. Tempest. Oh, Pete. Be before we get into the Avatar review section of the podcast, because mm -hmm. that's what we do now, I want to talk about my journey to the office today. Okay. Because this morning was already a little bit stressful, in so much as I slept pretty poorly. I kind of napped on and off for like three hours after I'd woken up in the night and was a bit dozy, and then slept in a bit somehow. And then got up late and was rushing a little bit, didn't have breakfast, and just was rushing out the door kind of thing. On the way to the office, I was on my train, getting in. On the DLR specifically, for those outside London, it's the it's like a, a, a an automated thing. You have like a person who presses go, but it's just like an automated uh, thing. There's not like an actual driver, right? So And it can go both ways because there is no like driver it can go either way so it pulled into a stop that's about halfway on my route that i take door shut and then it just started going back the other way and i was like um what what why are we going back the the way and there was no announcements about any route change or anything all the people around me were also just like why are we going anyone what's happening so we all went back one stop, got off, went around to the other platform on the other side, and then got the next train that came in, which then went straight through on the normal route. Why did it do that? It was really inconvenient. And it cost <laughs> me like, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah. What's going on, DLR? I'm calling you out. <laughs> I don't know, man, but that, that sounds like an average day on the Toronto <laughs> transit system. <laughs> God, it was, so, it was so dumb. Everyone mm -hmm. was very confused. But it was it was fine, you know. It wasn't didn't delay me that much, but it was just very confusing. It was just going backwards on the on the stop because you don't even realize when you're not really paying attention. I was going I was I was sitting sideways, so I was expecting the the mm -hmm. side to side movement and it jerked me the wrong way and I was like what's going on? <laughs> have I missed something? Like snaps uh, you out of your your haze, and exactly, all yeah. of a sudden something is wrong. Something yeah. is not. Something is not ordinary. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a bit rough, but it was fine. Um, got, got to the office in the end. But also, fun thing about the office, we've got a new starter this week, new video editor, which is cool. Uh, so Luke and Ollie spoke about this on the podcast yesterday. We went out for a very nice lunch yesterday. Uh, Ollie took us all out for a nice lunch, which was great. Uh, and tomorrow, we've got our social media manager, Abby, who's been on WrestleTalk After Dark quite a lot. She's coming to visit the office tomorrow, which is the first time that any of us will have seen her. Like, in person, ever. Because she came in in 2019, and then, you know, the the whole thing happened in 2020. And now she can finally come visit which is going to be great. And then afterwards, nice. we're all going to go to Draft's Board Game Cafe and go play some board games. Do you like board games? Do you like board games? 
And if we're lucky, we might be able to play on the NRB studio, like on Ooh. the board gaming table. I just want to get in there and I just want to touch the felt. You know, like mm-hmm. I just want to, I would just want to like take one of the, the the cup holders and just like unclip it and then just like put it back on, mm-hmm. just as I can. I yeah, just, uh, I just I just want to get in and and, and, f- and feel the table because I've not done it yet. I've not been to the studio and I wanna. I can't wait. I I very much agree. I also want to do those things, but unfortunately, yeah. I have an ocean in front of me. <laughs> sort it out, Tempest. I know, I know. Sort the ocean out, will you? Uh, so very quickly because we've only got like three minutes here's the bit where we talk about avatar the last Airbender because it's great jk i'm commandeering this show pete Whoa! i'm commandeering this show because after after my uh my astounding revelation last week i have developed my 2021 Yu-Gi-Oh! survivor (laughs) series team And so we got two minutes. Let's go in these two minutes. I will, in fact, bring Braun Breaker, the magical warrior with me to Survivor Series. Yeah. As well as the magician of Malachi Black Chaos. (laughs) Right. As well as magician's tie of Valkyria. (laughs) The butcher and the dark blade. Oh, that's good. And finally, Tyler Black Luster Soldier. <laughs> I like how you used black twice. But yeah. Malachi Black and Tyler Black. That's two different <laughs> well, things. this was a very last minute decision. Mm. And I didn't have time to go and get any of my other cards that I have mm. lying around. So I was like, okay, what wrestler gimmicks can I pull out of just Yugi's deck? Yeah. Those are the ones. Those are the ones that I went with. I'm pretty wow. happy with them. Maybe by either the SmackDown and Rampage podcast or by next week's NXT podcast, you can have the opposing team if you mm-hmm. go and get all the rest of your Yu-Gi-Oh cards and we can come up with the opposing Survivor Series team. Yeah, Perfect. at least yeah. these people will have an actual allegiance to their show because <laughs> all of them have not been drafted away from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep, that makes perfect sense. And some of them are with WWE and some of them aren't. And some of them are, but with a different name. No, but they're all Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. (laughs) They're not all Raw people and SmackDown (laughs) people and Switch. See, this is where next week you're coming with uh, the the opposing Yu-Gi-Oh Survivor Series deck and you've just got some Pokemon cards (laughs) thrown in. I was going to (laughs) say, next week you're coming with Pokemon cards. Oh, that's tremendous. I might do that. Brilliant. Anyway. That is going to do it for this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back with loads of what's full gear this weekend. We've got predictions this week as well. Survivor Series the week after. Loads of content coming soon. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.